0: Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks.
1: This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by
0: fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks starring the fantastic two and that's myself and my man across from me and that is mr front row kenny my man dude we picked him right we need to go to vegas (laughs) yo
1: i was listen it, it hit me on sunday so i'm sitting there thinking to myself i'm like wait a minute i said man i wonder who we picked and so i went back on the podcast and i listened back And I said, I'll be damned. We both picked Denny Hamlin. I was like, wow, look at (laughs) that. I I was like, it's perfect. I mean, you couldn't have wrote that any better. So, yeah, we might need to go to Vegas. But I will say that 11 team was on it. They were on it. Like I said, I told y'all last week, a veteran was probably going to win it. I'm telling you, what happened? A veteran won it. That marks his third Southern 500. So. Hey, yeah, buddy. I, I, I said bought, what I said.
0: <laughs> yeah, I went and bought a lottery ticket after that. I, and, <laughs> I didn't win on the lottery ticket, but I I, I still won on the race. I might uh, have to buy but, a couple
1: this week. Matter of fact, now that I think about it, I might <laughs> have to go give me a just, just Just for GP, man, I might have to give me a
0: couple of them joints. Oh, yeah. How did you, how did you round out the, your Labor Day holiday this past weekend?
1: Yeah, so Labor Day was good, man. It was it was a pretty solid weekend. I didn't actually have too much work to do, so I was happy about that, for one, to get a little bit of rest, as we got nine more weeks left in the NASCAR season, which is crazy to say, but it is the reality. So I went out with uh, my girlfriend this weekend, a uh, special time with the sisters as well. So we went to go bowling. Right I actually did okay at bowling. I was actually hot for some reason. I don't know why. Really? I was just feeling good, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, I ain't no pro bowler, man. I, I'm not like that, but bowling a 123 to 125, I, I'll take that any day of the week. But
0: that's <laughs> so, not too bad.
1: Yeah, now, I'll take it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, the question is, that you weren't the last one in the and last, you didn't come in last place, rather. I
1: nah, say. I won two games, now, believe it or not. That's all that matters. <laughs> I won two games. My girlfriend won one. So yeah, it was it was fun though. I had a good time. Of course, I cooked as well this weekend. Cooked some jerk chicken, which is great. I'm actually oh, boy. Jerk actually chicken. while we're recording this, I'm in the process of cooking right now. I got some lemon pepper chicken thighs in the air fryer, so Ooh. it'll be done by the time we done recording. And I'm gonna have myself a nice little dinner before I go to sleep. But yeah, it was it was a good weekend. I I really enjoyed it. One thing I didn't share last weekend was i got a, uh, a record player let me say it like that i got a record player so
0: right on dude
1: um a little old school but you know i enjoy having like the physical records and stuff so i'm gonna start collecting some more my dad has a couple at home and he wants to give to me so that i got good kid mad city kendrick lamar is one of his best albums by far um on yeah. record so i'm gonna slowly build that collection up and especially during the winter time when. I don't want to go outside, and it's cold, and I'm just chilling in the crib. I can just throw a record on and play the music and just chill out, you know. So yeah, I've been meaning to do that for a minute, so I'm glad I finally got it, and it's all put Dude, together, that, you know.
0: So yeah, is, we have that is that's fantastic, man. I am I'm an old school head, obviously, because my age, obviously. But I, mean, <laughs> I I, I ain't gonna have, say it like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say it like that. <laughs> I have uh, actually a collection of uh, vinyl, dude, uh, that I have in uh, nice. my storage. I have uh, a collection in my storage. I believe I have some at my parents' house, maybe somewhere uh, somewhere in storage over there as well. And I got some pretty good uh, collectibles there, too. So, uh, I, and, and most of them are a lot of hip-hop, old hip-hop nice. uh, records, too. Yeah, man. But, you know, the funny thing is that I was talking w- with, actually, a couple of things. I was talking about this with my girl, Brooke. And uh, she was like, hey, uh, you know, I have an, a record player in my storage that I got from my aunt. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, I remember you talking about how you had rec- old records and vinyl and stuff. And she's like, I, I we should pull it out and 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 play some of your... And I'm like, heck yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, absolutely. So uh, I might just have to sometime yeah. maybe this week or this weekend, might have to get her to go in that storage and look for it and pull it on out. And I'll have to go to my storage and pull some of my old records out and have an old school uh, little party of ourselves,
1: man. Yeah, man, get you some three inch speakers, man, a five inch however big your space is. But yeah, man, I got two, I got a set of three inch speakers. They got a nice little boom to them, you know, not too bad, good crisp sound and all that, man. So yeah, yeah hopefully yeah. continue to build that collection because I guess you can say I'm an old soul because I like oldest, I like a lot of older stuff for sure. You especially, seem
0: like it, yeah. Absolutely. Especially cars,
1: I love old uh-huh. cars so. Same thing with the music. I'm a music head beyond beyond the regular measure. I love modern day hip hop. Don't get me don't get it twisted. But I also like a lot of old school hip hop, a lot of old school R and B. So if I go by easy names, I'll say Earth Wind and Fire and the Osley Brothers because that was yeah, the best verses of 2021. That verses was the best. I was singing every single song because it was just that good, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you know that's that's how I feel about it. But yeah, I'm definitely gotta give me some Osley Brothers and the Earth Wind and Fire yeah. records for sure. There's no doubt. Yeah, man,
0: you definitely got to do that. As far as the bowling thing is concerned, both me and uh, my girl Brooke, we both bowl. We bowled in leagues before, and I don't think I realized to the extent of how good Brooke was, brother, until we actually played. We actually went out and bowled against each other. Uh, this was about, this is probably like a few months back, but man, I, it's... I was surprised and just amazed at how good she was. Now, I mean, she kind of bowls more of a straight ball. To be honest with you, she doesn't really have the curve and. The I hook.
1: wish like, I get like, that curve because that, well, that must like, be looking crazy.
0: Yeah, so I have the curve and I have the hook. Now I can bowl that, but but I'm going to be honest with you, man. She she may not get us all the time, but this little girl knows how to pick up spares, <laughs> man. And that is a major. That is amazing, dude. I'm like, because she's better at picking up spares than I am. And I'm like, and, and I was just really impressed at how good she was at picking up her spares and, and just all, all the way around, just bowling in general. Yeah, one of these days we can all get together and show out together one of these days. We'll we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, we got to make that happen, man. So yeah, yeah glad you had uh, a good weekend too.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But on this note, Denny Hamlin is our winner. We called it. You are correct. And I think there were a lot of things that that went on that put that into play. And, Kenny, we were talking about this before we started the podcast. And it made sense because what we were talking about. And You know, it's so funny because one of the things that we are going to get to here in just a moment is how uh, a lot of the playoff drivers, you know, had a rough opening race. And I said this to you. You know what? I think that is all the more reason why I think Denny Hamlin won. He needed all of those guys who came into the playoff, who had won multiple races during the season to have to have a crappy opening day so that that he could take advantage and win it. And it happened. And I think they played right into Denny Hamlin's hands and he took advantage of it.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely took out quite a few cars, like a very good selection of playoff drivers. I mean, Darlington itself is a beast. The Southern 500 mm-hmm. in itself is like one of the toughest races of the year by far, um, right up there with the Coke 600 in terms of length. But yeah, that track is abrasive. It will beat you up. It will it, it will beat you. Like it is, it's the lady in black for a reason and too tough to tame as well as another name for for no doubt. it. Yeah. It proves that every single time. And honestly, I thought when you look at it, so we'll talk about all the drivers that are actually in the playoffs that had an incident. So Tyler Reddick didn't have an incident, didn't have a great day. They just completely missed on the setup, unfortunately. He came home in 18th. Ryan Blaney had a brake failure. He finished the race, but I believe they were able to prepare enough for him to continue, um, finished in 22nd. Alex Bowman, 26, did not have a great day either. William Byron, the 34th, actually – Those two tangled at the very end. So it wasn't a great day for the Hendricks stable. because Chase Elliott, same thing. He had quite a few problems throughout the day. The first one was on pit road. When he was coming out of pit road, a tire from the Rick Ware cars, their tire carrier, actually was moving. And the tire hit the fender. So they had to come back down pit road, pull the fender back. It just was not a day. He also had another issue, which led to his 31st place finish. So... It just was not a not a happy day for the Hendrick camp. Even though Kyle Larson came home in second, Michael McDowell, same thing with him. He had a issue very early. He wrecked out and finished 37th. Kurt Kyle Bush, obviously, wide wi- very widely known name and a big time topic as of late after what happened on Sunday when he wrecked in stage two and he finished home in 35th. So yeah, it was rough. I mean, it was a rough day just in general for the playoff contenders like it was not a very easy day and denny hamlin was at the right place right time and the 11 car was on it that team just had it right they got the setup right again like i said last week i felt like a veteran was going to end up winning that race because they're going to be able to manage that race better than anybody else in that field and denny yeah. actually delivered so <laughs> it was a uh, pretty crazy but um renee one minute go and- ahead and get a top 10 as well
0: yeah, why don't you go ahead and run that down?
1: Yeah, so I'll give you guys a full rundown. And essentially, obviously, Denny Hamlin won the Southern 500. That marks three for him, like I said earlier, which is a pretty crazy feat because he also has three Daytona 500s to his name. But big win for him. So now he is cleared to go to the next round of the playoffs at so Richmond and Bristol. He can relax just a tad bit, but I'm sure those teams are still going to be preparing like nothing happened. Kyle Larson, at the end of the race, finished second, who tried a video game-like move like our good friend, Cousin, (laughs) uh, Carl Edwards, (laughs) back in 08 (laughs) at Kansas, which didn't work there. And it didn't work at Darlington in 2021. So, uh, yeah, tough break, but, you know, he ran a good race as well. Ross Chastain as well ran a very, very quiet but solid race. Darlington is one of those tracks he's pretty good at. That 42 car definitely has had some pretty good runs throughout the year. So, solid run for him. Martin Truex Jr. came home in fourth. Kevin Harvick, fifth. Kurt Busch came home in sixth. Brad Keselowski, who was in one of my picks as well, came home in seventh. Joey Logano finished in eighth. Ninth was Chris Busher, and the round out the top ten was Austin Dillon. So, with that, it was quite a day at Darlington. I think fans definitely got a pretty good race. That track is fantastic. Like, it is an old racetrack. If you've never been that's like literally what it is it obviously has some level of upgrades to a certain degree but it still has that historic feel to it that it's had since the 1950s like it is still that feeling in that track but at the same time we've got these crazy modern cars going around at 180 miles an hour which is super crazy but yeah it was a it was a good race I thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end I mean it had yeah, it had I mean, natural chaos like I mean it was naturally chaotic. Cool.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what kind of kept everybody uh, glued to the TV. Well, at least for me, it did. And and I wanted to touch on something as well that, that you mentioned, you know, how Kyle Busch's day, you know, didn't turn out very well, and, and it didn't get any better even after the race. I mean, the guy was fined $50,000, you know, for the way he drove the car back to the garage. I'm sure you saw that. And now, Kenny, I... I now he wasn't docked any points as far as the race was concerned would it have been appropriate if they had docked points from the race because of what he did i mean me personally i look at that and number one it, it it didn't affect the race in general excuse me it wasn't like uh, a post-race inspection either before or after it was an isolated incident now i think only because of that it, it's the only reason why i th- that i'm glad that they didn't dock any points because it just didn't really affect the race any but in general like it really put some people in danger the way he drove back there. I mean, he just drove through a barrier of cones. And yeah. The, uh, and, and you see people, like, literally jumping out of the way. God forbid everybody was uh, was paying attention. Can you imagine if somebody wasn't paying attention? He'd have, he'd yeah, have hit somebody.
1: Yeah, I'm glad everyone was paying attention. I do know from being around cars in the pit row, like, during the actual event or what we like to call a high racetrack, you, you definitely got to have your head in the swivel and always be aware of course i guess the the way it was done i don't think this was done intentionally of course like he wasn't trying to hit people or anything it was very quick and he was pissed off obviously he was not very happy and it happened so abruptly when he made that turn into it like the place he went was correct however it was just how quick it was and how the angle was and almost hitting people is what the you know the main issue of course so Obviously, he got fined fifty thousand dollars, and it's in the rule book, so it's not like a phantom. It's not a phantom call by any means. So this is a legitimate rule in NASCAR rule yeah, book. Yeah, so, yeah. hey, look, you know, it is what it is. Of course, I'm glad everyone is safe from it, but yeah, it was again. It's just the <laughs> the craziness of Darlington <laughs> was something else. It's one of my favorite racetracks on the NASCAR schedule by far, but that track will do something to you mentally and physically like it is a very physically demanding track you know in general mentally as well it's it's a tough race track yeah. also speaking of that talking about things that happen on the track i didn't have this in the notes but i will say it as well i just want to say well wishes to uh, cody Ware. he drives for rick Ware racing and there was a little bit of an issue with uh, carbon monoxide getting in the car. He was feeling a little woozy. He got down on pit road and he was safe, got checked out and everything. So glad he's okay that's as awesome. well. Yeah, you know, I know awesome. that stuff is scary and it can happen at any time, uh, especially like when the crush panels have an issue or destroy it. So yeah, you know, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he's all good to go. But overall, I mean, I will say Darlington gave us a treat. I mean.
0: So now, on a side note, Kenny, because of all the the craziness that happened this past weekend in in Darlington, so who now is is on the bubble? Like, like I mean, is you know, because there's the, the, a lot of these drivers, you know, have put themselves in a tough spot to move on.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it it makes it more difficult. I'll say right off the gate, like someone like Ryan Blaney. Last year he would have been in a pretty bad spot, but that third win at Daytona definitely helped him out because he didn't have the greatest day. But he's fifth in points right now, so yeah. at the moment, if it ended today before going into Richmond, he'd be going to the next round. But guys like Chase Elliott, who did not have a great day, he's got wins obviously this season, but you know not the biggest. Not, he doesn't have like the biggest damper, like how Kyle Larson does, for example. Like his damper is yeah. way. Way, way bigger. Like his playoff or cushion. His playoff cushion is way, way bigger than the rest of them. But the guys who are affected the most Alex Bowman, Kyle Bush, William Byron, and Michael McDowell currently are your four that are only outside looking in. So if the playoffs ended today, they would not be making it to the next round. But Richmond obviously is still up in the cards. Alex Bowman won earlier there in the spring this year, actually beating Denny Hamlin, ironically enough, in a place where he has won several races. But Kyle Bush, historically, he's won a couple times at um, Richmond as well William Byron has not Michael McDowell has not either but you know it's it becomes like really really tough at that point like if Michael McDowell had a solid day he on points he probably could be in a you know a much better <laughs> yeah. spot of course you know the hindsight is 20 but yeah you know that's really what it's looking like but you know obviously Denny moves on Kyle Larson's is in second Martin Truex Jr. is in third Kurt Busch, Ryan Blaney in fifth Joey Logano in sixth, Kevin Harvick in seventh eighth is Brad Keselowski right now Ninth is Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott is in 10th, 11th is Eric Amarola. And the final spot, if it ended today, would be going to Tyler Reddick, which his day wasn't the greatest, but he did just enough. And everyone else also didn't have the greatest days, which helped him out points-wise. So, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's going to get crazy. I can't wait for Richmond. That's going to be a great one. That's a doubleheader uh, race on Saturday night. So, yeah, look, really looking forward to that one. But the beginning of the playoffs in the Cup Series has been absolutely bonkers so um, yeah, not more water. weeks and we'll see what'll happen
0: yeah there's still room for these guys who had a rough day to come back and redeem themselves and some of the drivers to even do better than they did this past weekend so definitely definitely a lot of things to uh, keep a lookout for the following race kenny real quick i wanted to touch on the next gen car testing
1: yeah so nascar is actually testing the next gen at daytona for the next two days so Depending on what you guys to this podcast, if it's tomorrow, Tuesday the day, we're recording this, and some Wednesday, right. and they'll also test. They had a little bit of rain earlier today, but if you check out NASCAR on Twitter, the big handle, you can see a video of the cars in a pack, actually, for the first time. So there's a, a gang of cars that actually have had a chance to run in a pack, which we have not seen once. That's Obviously, right. we're in the later stages of the next-gen cars, so it's been good to uh, see what they look like, what they sound like. They sound pretty amazing, so... If you're going to the 500 this year, I'm sure the sound is going to be crazy. Something different that we exactly haven't heard from NASCAR. So, yeah, it's been pretty cool to see a few videos and a few clips from it. and A few photos that they've given out so far to the public. So, yeah, it looks cool. The number placement is also a little bit different on a few cars. And we've talked about that quite a bit. But, yeah, a few cars have the number forward and some have it um, still in the traditional middle point, I think, as time goes on. I think what's going to happen is when you let the creative designers that do all these cars for quite some time, I think once you let them let the creativity flow, I think we're going to get some pretty cool looking cars because I'm really excited for the next gen. Don't know if I'll be in Daytona for the 500, but it's going to be real cool. I can't wait to see the cars in person, but uh, so far, yeah, testing looks cool, so can't wait to see
0: what they got next. I certainly would love to be there too. Now, now, Kenny, I'm going to ask you because I personally haven't heard the sounds of the next gen car like you have, but based on just just based on what what I hear you say and some of the people that I know that have heard it as well, I mean, it it they, they say it just it sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. So, looking forward to it. I'm sure. I'm sure folks will be really excited. So I can't wait. We've got just we're got maybe a few months away from it. Before we know it, we'll be in Daytona again next year. So it's that's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Real quick, so so, so this is kind of cool, especially for a Southern Californian. The LA Coliseum is possibly having NASCAR next season, and I now it, it it's 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 only being reported, you know, for for now. But I, I, how like how solid is this? Like a for sure thing, or are they still trying to work this whole thing out, Kenny? I think this is probably like a work in
1: progress thing right now. I think uh, a lot of news sources picked it up yet this morning, actually, on the day of recording this. Man, it flooded, it flooded the timeline. So people talked about it. The LA Coliseum, home of the University of Southern California Trojans, if y'all don't yep. know. So, yeah, they've looked in... Actually, no. Is that their... Wait, they play at USC or is it at.? uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: no, you had it right this time. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I was
1: like, I think I got it right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's it's the USC Trojans. They play right there at the uh, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum.
1: Okay, I just wanted to double check, make sure I had had it right, right, brother. But yeah, so out there in California, Los Angeles, um, possibly to have a race out there. So yeah, I guess what they're going to end up doing is either putting a. I'm assuming either asphalt or dirt. Don't know if it'll be dirt. Dirt I think would be kind of crazy, but asphalt all around it and maybe it could happen. I don't know. If you guys have ever seen Bowman Gray Stadium in Winston Salem, which is a pretty staple na- staple household a sta- household name in the NASCAR local scene, that almost what it would be, but way way bigger. So, uh, yeah, it might be cool, it might happen. I don't know. We'll see obviously it's super early when it comes to these things and you know things can change you never know it could be a thought of now might not happen this year might i might not happen next year it could happen you know years down the road you never know so yeah it, it'll be cool so we'll see what will happen i'm interested to see
0: yeah me as well i think it would be super dope especially for nascar fans if, if they don't normally get to go to the auto club speedway because the auto club speedway kenny just as uh like you've heard me and tam talk about it over over the years of doing this podcast, it's great. Don't get me wrong. The only problem is is that, you know, it's in the city of Fontana, which is way outside the Los Angeles city limit. And you literally have to drive quite a bit of ways to get to this uh, racetrack. And you know, it, and sometimes it's a headache. Like you have to plan you have to plan it out. You know, it's like a it's like a road trip almost for the people down here in, in LA, you know, especially for NASCAR fans who love to go to the to, to go to the auto club. Club Speedway so having having this at, at, at the, the Coliseum would be absolutely fantastic and I can tell you Kenny I would love for it to happen because I I would I would I would go in a heartbeat to be honest with you, to tell you the truth because it would just take away from having to make a whole a whole weekend trip of trying to plan everything to go to the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana and and sit in traffic getting in <laughs> sitting traffic getting out I mean it's just it's like going to Disneyland for crying out loud brother it's like yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Disneyland for for, for, for NASCAR fans. <laughs> it's like you're waiting to park. You're trying to find a way to park. You got to get out. You got, I mean, you gotta you gotta try to find a way to get in and sit. You gotta wait in line and getting out and then leaving is just such a headache, Kenny. I can't begin to tell you just what a nightmare it can be sometimes.
1: Uh, yeah, I hear that about L.A. sometimes, for sure. I definitely ain't got nothing on the traffic out here in Charlotte. I ain't got nothing on that. But maybe D.C. is probably the closest because that traffic in D.C. is insane. So I've been to, <laughs> I've been to events. and it, uh, You know what? I always go, and I had that expectation. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to be in a rush because guess what? I'm probably not going to be able to get out as fast as I think I can. It's just not going to happen. It is what it is. But, yeah, L.A. Yeah. Coliseum might happen. Who knows? Yeah, it's a pretty interesting prospect, a very interesting market to tap into. Obviously, Auto Club is obviously already in California but directly in Los Angeles is a whole different ball game. So, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, maybe we'll we'll all be at that race in LA. So, who knows? We'll <laughs> you see. You never
0: know. Yeah, exactly. Well, to round this whole thing out going into our predictions, this is a great segue, Kenny. There is Some Dale Jr. news. And let me tell you, Kenny, uh, you know me. I'm all about Dale Jr. and Dale Jr. news in general. But uh, this is kind of good for Dale Jr. fans. So Dale Jr. to race in Richmond Xfinity race on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I'm sure people are really excited. I know he... Typically, he's done like one race a year. Last year he was at Darlington, and this year he'll be at Richmond. So, yeah, it'll be fun on Saturday. So, if you were a big time Dale Jr. fan, you have not seen him. He will be in the Go Bowling 250 at Richmond Raceway. If you ain't got tickets, guess what? You can still get some tickets. So,. Yes, that's yeah. my little. That's my little. You know, throw out the tickets, folks. But yeah, yeah should be yeah, right? <laughs> should be should be a fun one. I mean, hey, you get two races in one night. Two races. In well, one yeah, night. man. You
0: know, here's the thing, Kenny. Or I one mean, day. You know, but yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, but when anytime you get a, a, a Hall of Famer that's going to come back, especially like a guy like 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 Dale Jr. Just to race in one of the races again, you know, I think that that's going to create a lot of buzz. It's going to create a lot of traffic to buy tickets and uh, you know and who better to do it than than dale jr he is definitely still arguably kenny if you would agree with me uh, the face of nascar to to be honest with you in 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 some way
1: yeah so yeah we'll see but uh, should be fun though i'm looking forward yeah, to it i'm it, gonna watch it, it, for it, sure. it
0: absolutely it absolutely will be fun kenny I, oh I'm yeah right on a <laughs> yeah so with that being said, Kenny, uh if you uh don't have anything else that you want to add, we can go straight into our Richmond predictions. Let's do it. All right. So here we go. We are at Richmond. Kenny, my man. Who you got? It's time for Grace predictions.
1: Well, Richmond. All right. So I think it's going to be super easy for me to make a pick here. I'm actually going to go with the candy Man. I'm going with Kyle Bush. He has born here before. I'm sure he is driving with a little bit more passion than normal, but <laughs> I think that's an easy pick in my opinion. And uh, for my alternative pick, I'm going with Brad Keselowski. He won back last year, so I think it uh, would be a solid pick. He's been a solid driver at the 750 tracks in Richmond. He's been pretty good at So that's going to be my picks for Richmond. So with that being said, what say you, Renee. Rene?
0: all right well Kenny I'm gonna make mine very easy as well I'm also I'm also gonna go with a veteran move here now my main pick is Kenny, I'm actually going with the number four, Kevin Harvick, to pull this one out. I I think Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, and I felt this from the get-go when these whole playoffs started. I thought Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick were going to be the first two to show out because I think they had something to prove after this whole time of going through the entire season, of just having a lackluster uh, season. Obviously, Denny showed out in the first uh, race. I think Kevin Harvick is going to do the same. Now, I'm going to stick with some veterans here because my alternative pick i'm also going with kyle bush as well because kyle bush (coughs) i am also going with kyle bush because i believe kyle bush like you said kenny i agree has also done and has done very well at richmond in the past so i am gonna go with kevin harvick as my main pick kyle bush is my alternative pick and those are my picks and i'm sticking with him kenny and i will say this we uh, always certainly appreciate you guys tuning in and supporting our podcasts each and every year through each and every race. If you have any NASCAR fans that love NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as Kenny and I, please uh, continue to turn them on to our podcast, All Turns No Breaks. If you have your picks that you'd like to send us, maybe you have a main pick and an alternative pick, send them to us on our social media across the board, as Kenny always says, at turns no brakes and once again that's across the board at turns no breaks. Once again, we always appreciate your support. Listen, you guys, uh, this past weekend was a little bit of quite rough for me as well. Unfortunately, I lost two good friends over the weekend. I want to dedicate the rest of uh, the season of this podcast m- my two friends that I lost this past weekend. Life is really short, and I understand that that uh, Kenny we we are going through some tough times in in this world today, especially here in this country of ours, and let's continue to be safe. Let's con- Continue to watch over one another. Let's continue to watch over not only ourselves but our family. Kenny, Thank you so much for uh, being there with me in these times of this podcast. I certainly always appreciate it, sir. And it's always fun to know that I have this to come back to. And I always know that I always enjoy thoroughly to have our fans of all turns, no breaks. Continue to chime in, listen in, and communicate with us via the social media world, specifically our Twitter world. Thank you guys so much. Kenny, my man, you can go ahead and close this out as well because I just am out.
1: All right, y'all. See y'all later. Checking y'all friends. Take care and be safe. And please drink your water.
0: Definitely that. Thanks so much for tuning in.